Let's go. Hello, my smart and strong Fit Fizz friends. Wow, it has been way too long. I hope someone is still out there ready for another episode after all this time. In case you're brand new, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles. I'm here to give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing should be used as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. Today, I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know about a supplement that I think every person out there can benefit from. No matter your age, size, health status, or activity level, that supplement is creatine. If you want to start looking for some right now as you listen, you want to look for a label that says creatine monohydrate. Now, I know that a lot of you are more hesitant to take natural supplements than you are to take prescription drugs. So please listen as I address every common concern and question that most people have about creatine. I'm going to give you all of the information to ease your mind, and hopefully you'll become a lifelong fan of this. So I don't even want you to worry. There is no sales pitch at the end or anything like that. I truly just want you to do whatever you can to optimize your health for overall strength and longevity. Creatine monohydrate is one of the most popular supplements in the world, and that's because it's also one of the most heavily researched supplements in the world with countless studies proving its effectiveness. In fact, there are so many studies to back it up. I typed in creatine into PubMed just before getting this episode ready, and there are over 6,600 pages of results that have been done. There have been studies with subjects of any age, demographic, health status, or lifestyle that you can imagine that are proving creatine's effectiveness. So let's start with what creatine is exactly. It's a naturally occurring amino acid in the body. It's created by the kidneys, the liver, and the pancreas at a rate of about one to two grams a day. So it's also, it's created naturally in the body and it's also naturally occurring in meat, fish, and some dairy products, in particularly red meat. Now, people who don't eat red meat or fish, you can most certainly benefit from from supplementation. So there's one reason right there. But before I go any further, I want to make one very, very clear statement. Creatine is not a steroid. All right. Creatine is not a steroid. As silly as that sounds for me to emphasize that, there are still a lot of people that have this misconception that it's a steroid because it's so commonly used in the bodybuilding world, but it is not. It is not. It is not a steroid. I promise you. Now, nutrition stores and Amazon would not be selling it if it was. And I'm going to get into how effective creatine monohydrate is as a fitness supplement, but first I'm going to address all of the, I'm going to address the different types of creatine, the myths, and then the benefits, even for people who don't lift weights or don't even exercise. Then we'll get into the athletic benefits and the dosing recommendations. If 
or should I say when, you decide to add creatine to your shopping cart, you will discover that there are two main types. There's, if you just typed in creatine into a search bar, you might see, you will see creatine monohydrate, and then you might see creatine HCL. Creatine monohydrate generally saturates more of the muscle cells more completely than other forms. That's why I told you at the beginning, if you want to start searching, search for creatine monohydrate. The benefits of either kind are generally the same. So don't get super hung up on it. But I mean, I always just tell people creatine monohydrate. But if you do get really curious and start Googling the difference, there are some people who will say that creatine HCL is quote unquote better because it dissolves better in water than creatine monohydrate. But this is not a good thing to go by because water is nowhere near comparable to stomach acid or all of the different various enzymes that are involved in the digestion process. So I wouldn't go by that. Also, creatine HCL is usually more expensive. So to sum it all up, it's pretty simple. Every time, just go for creatine monohydrate. And I'll mention the advice that I give with all supplements all the time. I try to avoid supplements that are mixed with other things. For example, you might find that a lot of protein powders or even energy drinks now advertise that they can contain creatine. They use this just to make it look like, oh, look how fancy we are. We get extra credit. We, this has creatine. But I would not see that as killing two birds with one stone. I still buy creatine monohydrate as the only thing that's in the container and do your dosing from there. If it is contained in your food, your protein powder or energy drinks, just see that as a nice bonus and don't even think about it because I can almost guarantee you it's an insignificant amount. That's why you, my super smart listeners, don't fall for gimmicks when they put it on a label just to make it seem more valuable than it really is. So in case that wasn't clear, just buy the creatine monohydrate where that's the only thing in the container. Plus, a really great thing about creatine, it's, it's really inexpensive compared to almost any other supplement. Some of the biggest misconceptions about creatine are that it causes bloating, causes hair loss, causes muscle cramps, that it's just for bodybuilders or that it's bad for your kidneys. None of this is true. Studies have been done proving all of these things wrong, and it's pretty easy to find these studies. These are very common reasons that people have given me for not taking it. So just to make it extra, extra clear, once again, creatine does not cause bloating. Creatine does not cause hair loss. Creatine does not cause liver or kidney damage. Creatine does not cause muscle cramps. In fact, there are some newer studies being done that suggest it might even reduce the probability of muscle cramping. Part of the reason that people seem to be scared that it can be bad for kidneys is due to the reason that there is confusion with a very similar word, which is creatinine. The supplement is creatine, and creatinine is something that you'll see mentioned in lab results relating to the kidneys. Now, I don't want to go too off track, but in case you are curious, I'm going to explain a little bit about what creatinine is. High creatinine levels indicate a severe level of tissue breakdown in the body, such as in the heart or other muscle tissue. But it's not automatically a bad thing. Creatinine is produced in the body as a waste product produced by your muscles, and it gets filtered through the kidneys, excreted, excreted through your urine at a rate of about two grams a day. 
Now, you'll definitely have muscle tissue breakdown if you're training hard in the gym all the time. So don't let doctors alarm you for no reason. A lot of doctors will automatically categorize it as bad, having high creatinine levels, but it might be extra high um, if you are always lifting a lot of heavy weights or um, you might just have, that might be a baseline, which I'm going to explain in a second. Um, but it, creatinine can also be high in people with known kidney issues. And um, I'm kind of a, an example of this. I have slightly underfunctioning kidneys. And every time I do lab work, it shows up that way. My creatinine levels show up high. Now, when I first found this out in 2015, I didn't understand it and it did seem alarming. Then I did deeper testing and I learned that for me personally, it's not an extreme level to where I, I don't have to change anything with my lifestyle or take medication for it. But various doctors told me that it, even, even though my creatinine levels are high, that might be normal for my body, as in I might have been born that way and it's simply a baseline for my body. Or it might be due to all the heavy lifting that I've done as a power lifter. We just don't know. And it's certainly not a reason for me to not take creatine, the supplement. It's perfectly safe. However, this kidney thing with me is definitely a reason for me to take other things more seriously, like staying away from plastics and you know harmful chemical ingredients and things like that. But anyway, that did go further off topic than I meant to. So back to creatine, the supplement. Does creatine cause bloating or make you gain weight? Let's talk about this myth. I would say in general, creatine will not make you gain weight or feel bloated. In some people, if they are very, very lean to begin with and have a lot of muscle mass, they might notice a difference when they take it because creatine does attract water, but so does glycogen. Glycogen is basically sugar and carbs. That's simply how muscles get fuller and they're able to and that's how you're able to have healthy muscle tissue that's capable of growing. You can't you can't grow muscle if it's dehydrated. So it's not going to make you retain water all over the body in the way that most people would envision it. The way most people think of this is like water on top of the muscle or on top of the fat layer making you look puffy, but that's not accurate and that's not how it works. It gets pulled into the muscle cells, the creatine and a little bit of extra hydration with it gets pulled into the muscle cells, which then the muscle cells actually become fuller and they can contract harder and possibly look more defined depending on how lean you are to begin with. But if you don't have a lot of significantly visible muscle mass, then you do not need to worry about it making you feel bloated or gaining weight at all. Part of this rumor also comes from decades ago when creatine used to be sold with a large amount of dextrose in it. Dextrose is just sugar. Um, but it's not sold like that anymore, at least not that I know of. So again, you don't need to worry about it. It's not going to make you bloated. Now, if you are well hydrated to begin with and not as lean as, say, a competitive, competitive bodybuilder, and maybe you don't have more visible muscle mass than your average person walking around, then you will probably not notice any kind of weight change if you start taking creatine. Every bodybuilder I know, and that's a lot, <laughs> everyone takes it simply because it's that beneficial in so many ways, um, which I'll get into in a little bit. But even in the small portion of people who might notice a slight, slight, slight increase of weight in weight upon taking creatine, it's important to know that weight gain does not equal fat gain. 
So again, it really shouldn't deter you. It's also very temporary. If you stop taking creatine daily, that extra hydration in the muscle cells will quickly dissipate in a matter of a few days because like I said, it's not fat gain. So overall, I would look at it like this. The benefits far outweigh the possible, I don't know, half a pound to a pound of extra hydration that the body would hang on to while you're taking it. If that is enough to deter you or scare you from taking it, then I would strongly recommend working to improve your relationship with your body and with food and nutrients. Because remember, creatine is a nutrient. It's an amino acid. Okay, the next myth, does creatine cause hair loss? Creatine has not been proven to cause hair loss. Remember, this is a naturally occurring amino acid. Like I just said, it's already in our food. As with anything, the dose makes the poison. So I'm going to quickly explain where this myth comes from so we can all let go of it. Um, So DHT is the hormone that causes hair to fall out. There was one study done where men took 25 grams of creatine. This is five times the recommended dose. They took a dose that nobody would ever take, most likely. So for a week, this group took these increased levels of creatine, did a blood test, and then they found out that they had increased levels of DHT. But there was no proof that their hair was falling out. Other similar studies have been done where, but there's simply no concrete proof that taking creatine causes hair loss. Personally, I think part of this myth comes from the outlandish misconception that creatine is a steroid. And yes, some anabolic steroids can cause hair loss over time, but certainly not creatine because it's not a steroid. And remember, that study was a huge unreasonable dose that I'm sure even the best bodybuilders who do use steroids are not even taking that much creatine because there is simply no point. So that settles that, right? Okay, moving on to the next myth. Does creatine cause muscle cramps? Again, the simple answer here is no. Creatine does not cause muscle cramps. However, dehydration can cause muscle cramps. I'm sure you all know that. Some people have blamed creatine for muscle cramps, but more often than not, if you question things further in those particular people, it's just due to inadequate hydration or electrolyte or mineral imbalances. Simple as that. Now, logically, with the flow of information that I'm giving you, this next part would fit better at the end, but it's so important that I want to make sure It gets to some ears who might not make it all the way to the last few minutes of the show. Um, While there are endless benefits for all types of lifestyles, I do want to emphasize that one group of people who should most definitely check with their doctor first, if you've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, there is a chance that creatine can increase mania in some people. On the contrary, there are some people with bipolar disorder who do take it because they find that it helps with depressive episodes. So this would be a highly individual decision, but I do want to make people aware of that. Now, outside of that, I am a firm believer that every living body can benefit from creatine. So next, I am going to tell you why. First of all, the benefits for general health. Even if you are not a gym person and you're not into any kind of athletic endeavors, let's talk about general lifestyle benefits that you might have never heard about before. So this is from a a non-athletic aspect. Creatine has been proven to reduce brain degeneration and depression, particularly in women. It has been shown to protect, protect the skin from UV damage to a certain extent, and it has shown some reduction in heart disease. 
Studies show that supplementing with creatine can also increase brain creatine levels by 10%. That's a pretty significant amount. Um, Recent research has shown that creatine may have cognitive benefits, such as helping improve memory, um, increasing your ability to focus on things. Young adults around age 25 who supplemented with eight grams of creatine a day for five days saw a reduction in mental fatigue when they were asked to continually complete some calculations compared to subjects who took a placebo. I think that is a really cool study. So basically what this is saying for my neurospicy, neurodivergent friends out there, I would really give this serious consideration. It might help you feel like you can handle your day with a little bit more focus. Try it out. Another factor that is much less known by most people is that creatine has also been shown to have neuroprotective and cardioprotective benefits. That means protecting the brain and the heart. And that can improve brain function and heart function. In another study, they found that in young adults, 21 years old, who were sleep deprived for 36 hours, they supplemented with five grams of creatine four times a day. And after seven days, they saw an improvement in cognitive tasks, like they were able to think more clearly. So let's say you're a new parent, you're sleep deprived. Try this out. It's going to help you. It's been proven by study after study. It may also have neuroprotective effects on neurological diseases, such as Huntington's disease, Parkinson's disease, and ALS. So they've even done study on these things. Um, they do need more human trials to confirm confirm all of this, but the studies are very promising, and I'm sure they'll be able to prove it in the very near future. Um, creatine has also been shown to increase both physical and mental energy in people with chronic fatigue syndrome. Now, there was a time, if you listen to past episodes, before I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and I had all my health issues, there were times I was asking doctors. I was just so fatigued. I was asking, do I have chronic fatigue syndrome? Now, whether you believe that's a real thing or not, I was just so very much at a point of like, I couldn't function through my day. The fatigue was overwhelming. So even if you haven't been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, there's another great reason to try this out. Um, Because in general, creatine helps support mitochondrial function, which is a big part of how we get energy from our cells in general. If you want to learn more about mitochondrial function, I did do an episode on that all the way back to episode 37, if you want to listen to that one. And for all of these studies that I'm mentioning, I will put these, I will put links in the show notes and on the website page if you want to look into it all more, because I am kind of going through it fast. I just want you to be aware of how many very different types of benefits it can have. And that's why I say everyone should really try this unless you have a specific medical reason not to. There was another research study that suggested when elderly people take it, creatine can improve memory. Again, I'll put the PubMed page in the show notes. Um, Creatine may improve bone mass along with reducing frailty in the elderly when combined with resistance training. It's also been shown to improve abilities in functional movement in the elderly. And the reason for this being so beneficial for so many situations, it just really comes down to, I'm going to explain how it works in forms of something in our body called ATP, but it really comes back to that, that mitochondrial function and energy and reducing inflammation in all the different ways. 
Um, there was even research published just last year in 2022. It showed that after a group of 58-year-olds supplemented with creatine for four weeks, people had improved fasting triglyceride and glucose levels. Pretty amazing. Um, again, the link will be there if you want to read more about it. Another really cool thing that creati- about creatine, um, it can be used by expectant mothers. Now, with a lot of supplements, it says do not use if pregnant or nursing. Creatine can still be used. I think that's pretty cool because, again, it's a very natural, natural very safe supplement. Um, it was in other studies, it was found um, to have anti-tumor effects in utero, and it plays a, just help, plays a role in helping babies develop. I also want to talk about the effects of creatine and people who have periods. Now, this is useful whether you personally have a period or not. Maybe you've reached menopause. Maybe you're a man. You've never had a period. But this, I, I always say this. It's important to keep listening because you most definitely know somebody who can benefit from this information. And if you love them, keep listening. <laughs> I don't want you to tap out and think, oh, this isn't for me. But share it with somebody who it does apply to. Creatine levels change throughout the menstrual cycle, so whether whether you take it as a supplement or not. Creatine is naturally highest in the body during ovulation, and it is lowest at the end of a period and the first couple of days after a period. So also, furthermore, on this kind of thing, pre- and post-menopausal women can really benefit from it because it affects energy metabolism and the brain and all of our neurotransmitters that facilitate normal sleep cycles. So no matter who you are or how your body is currently operating, creatine is one of the most evidence-backed supplements for physical energy enhancement, especially during physical activity or working out or playing a sport. I'm going to get into the athletic benefits in just a few minutes since it is most famous for the energy it provides during intense training, which ultimately contributes to muscle gain. But first, I want to help you understand how it works, because if you're like me, you're much more likely to support something if you understand how and why it works. So how think of creatine as an energy builder for the body. Creatine helps to create ATP which is critical for muscle contraction. Now, ATP is adenosine triphosphate. This is a vital element of metabolism that breaks down during exercise. So just to go back over that a little bit in case you're not familiar, ATP is a vital element of your metabolism and it breaks down during exercise. It's in our bodies. It's in our cells. Anytime you move, throw, jump, sprint, reach, lift, or anything that has an energetic demand, your body is using ATP. Now, if you, it's, it's also the reason why you can't just work out indefinitely for hours upon hours. We get tired because we run out of ATP. Once your body is slow to produce more ATP, that's when you start to feel fatigued while you're working out. But if you are supplementing with creatine, that helps your body produce more ATP faster giving you more energy during a workout. And by having more ATP readily available in the body, that also allows for faster recovery between sets. Therefore, you can increase muscle strength more over the course of time. Let's get into the athletic benefits. Essentially, taking creatine as a workout supplement will help your body to have more strength, energy, and power during a workout. And it also supports muscle repair and recovery. Overall, it's definitely going to help improve athletic performance. And who wouldn't want that benefit, right? 
So in, here, I'm going to give you a couple, of, a couple of examples. Instead of stopping at 10 reps because of exhaustion, perhaps you can squeeze out that last 11th rep if you are storing more creatine because you're taking it regularly. Or if you're sprinting, maybe you would normally start to slow down at nine seconds. But if you're taking creatine regularly, you've got it stored up. Maybe now you can keep going until 11 seconds before your power drops off. It's going to have athletic benefits no matter what kind of sport or exercise we're talking about because all exercise requires muscle and that's where it's stored. And I'm sure you've been wondering, that's cool, but how much do I take and when? So let's go over all of the dosing recommendations. So if you are taking creatine for lifestyle reasons, meaning it's not for working out and you don't play a sport, you can take it anytime that feels right for you on an empty stomach or with food. It doesn't really matter. If you do work out or play a sport, most people typically take around five to 10 grams a day. I'd say a typical dose is five grams before training and another five grams after training. And if you do that consistently, that's really kind of like the, the general sweet spot. Uh, but whatever brand you get, just look at the label and um, the label is going to tell you the recommended dose. And sometimes it's even based on the scooper. It'll just say, take one scoop or two scoops. And it's as easy as that. Again, it is very safe. You don't have to overthink it. Some people take more, some people take less, especially if you're, say, a large man with a lot of muscle mass, you might take more than the recommended dose. And again, it's, it's safe. So don't overthink it. Um, some people wonder if there's ever an issue with other common supplements like caffeine, magnesium, or sodium. Not to worry. It's totally fine. You can take them all together if you want to or if you need to. In fact, if you do take magnesium or sodium as a supplement for whatever reason, those minerals can even help to boost the uptake of creatine in the body. I'll also post a link to a double-blind randomized control study about how all of those can kind of help each other out. Depending on who you listen to for creatine advice, you might hear about something called loading when it comes to creatine. And there's a lot of conflicting information about this. A lot of older trainers are still out there telling people that you need to do this thing called loading when you start taking creatine. What they mean by this is taking a heavier dose when you first start taking it for maybe the first seven to 10 days to load it up in the body. The most recent studies have shown that loading creatine is not necessary, but it, it won't harm you either. So if you insist on doing it, fine. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, some people will get GI issues if they do take as much as 10 grams at one single time, especially if it's on an empty stomach. This might be one reason why people say it causes bloating. But digestive discomfort does not mean bloating or water retention. I think a lot of people use those words interchangeably, but they are not the same thing. It's just that your body is having a less than smooth time digesting it through the intestines. And that doesn't normally happen anyway, especially if you're not taking an extra large dose bigger than what is recommended. So overall, the theory of creatine loading doesn't really matter. So if you ask me, I say just don't do it. But what does really, really matter when it comes to creatine is consistency. You won't get effectiveness from creatine if you take it once a week or something like that. It should be every day. Think of it, it a lot of things with creatine is very similar to like a multivitamin. Just like you need to take a multivitamin every single day. You can't just take it once a week or once a, once a month and get the effectiveness. You got to do it consistently. So same thing with creatine. You do need to take it consistently 
And once you take it consistently for several weeks, then you do start to get the peak benefits. Because you're, So you're not going to get the benefits if you're not consistent. And another common question is, do, you, do I need to take breaks from taking creatine at all? No, you don't need to take breaks. It's really that safe. But if you do stop, everything reverts within a couple of weeks or so. You will lose the benefits that it was giving you. Some people do like to take breaks, and that's fine, but consistency is best. The rumor that you need to take a break comes from the idea that creatine used to be associated with steroids. But since we know that is absolutely not true, you don't need to take a break. Um, it is no re- no in no way related to anything hormonal. So it's fine to just keep taking it. And remember, it is a regularly, naturally occurring amino acid in the body. So again, it's safe. It's very safe. Now, after I've gone on and on and on about how everyone should take creatine, I do have to say that there are some non-responders to creatine. Some studies say that possibly 10 to 20% of people might not respond at all to these benefits, which is so unfortunate. And there's not really a super easy way to tell either if you happen to be a non-responder. Personally, I don't feel any different when I take creatine. And I I don't think most people feel anything just like like I was saying comparing it to a multivitamin you don't feel you don't feel any different when you take a multivitamin you might long term if but you know there are always so many other factors in life happening that it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is um so you know you're not going to be like oh yeah I really feel those multivitamins working today so you're not going to feel that way with creatine but it's just kind of one of those things if you just trust it. You know it's safe. You know it's made of naturally occurring nutrients. Um, And here's one more thing that's interesting that I want to mention. And the link to the study will be in the show notes and on the website, like I said. But one study found that women who don't supplement with creatine, now listen carefully, women who don't supplement with creatine tend to have an average of only about 10% of intramuscular creatine compared to males. That is such a significantly low, low number, only 10%. Personally, I mean, the the study does not say this, but personally, I'm coming to the conclusion that a lot of that might have to do with extreme dieting, long-term, and neglecting efforts to get adequate protein. I don't know, but very alarming. So if you geek out on this stuff, check out the link for more information. I hope that emphasizes the benefits and the importance. So all women, there's even more of a reason for you to consider taking it no matter your age. But to sum all of this up, creatine is safe, effective, and everyone should strongly consider using it throughout any stage of life. It aids in brain health, athletic performance, muscle health, bone health, sleep quality, and mood. And these are facts that have been proven over and over by legitimate scientific studies. So again, don't get hung up on the brand. Just look for a label that says creatine monohydrate. I highly recommend this product, not just for performance, but for longevity and optimizing aging and protecting health throughout the cycle of life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it on social media, tag FitFizz, and let me know your favorite part. I would love to hear about it. Also send this to a loved one. If anyone came to mind, send it to them so they can learn about the benefits of creatine. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Kelly Wilson, your health concierge. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.